Hello and welcome to another episode of the Movie Quest podcast. This is a podcast where three friends pick a film, watch it, not together because it's we can't do that at the moment. Um, we talk about it and then we pit it against other films that we've chosen in a similar sort of theme. So this season's theme is Western animation. And the last film we watched was, is it Triplets? I can't remember. Triplets, Triplets Bellevue. And this episode is focusing on the Lego movie, which is a completely different type of animated film. I am usually joined by my two co-hosts this week, and I am joined by my two co-hosts this week, Anthony and Johnny. Hello, boys. You all right? It was Jungle Book, by the way. It was Jungle oh, Book. It was Jungle, it was Book. Jungle Book. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. I, I forgot, yeah. Totally, yeah. St- st- stuck in my head. So I'm along a few weeks. I'm wondering I if we've recorded more in COVID times than out of COVID times at this point, or have we been uh, going longer out no, of COVID? I think, we're, I, think we're still, I think we're still mostly out of COVID. Mostly. We're getting there. I think we were more consistent out of COVID. I think that was a better... Oh, yeah. yeah those those times in my cold kitchen. Yeah. Or oh, in your swelteringly back. hot kitchen sometimes when it was a heat wave. Yeah. Oh, bring yeah. them back. We Miss, were right uh, side. <laughs> Miss cooking for you guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was great. And some nice meals. I miss yeah. drinking, drinking your beers that you randomly had in your fridge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you been watching? I've got a couple of things. Couple a things. couple. I know you've got more than a couple of things, Ant, because we talked about this beforehand. Shall I, shall I go first? Or yeah. Yeah? yeah. Right. I tell you what, because you've got so many, do you want to, we'll switch it. We'll do like a switchy. Yeah, you do one, I do one. All right, cool, fine. Okay, so um, I watched a series on Netflix that came out about four or five months ago, and it was like a big thing at the time, and I think a lot of people were talking about it. And then I, I sort of was like, oh, that looks interesting. So I watched the uh, the Queen's Gambit. Oh yeah, oh so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A bit one. late, a little bit late to come into this. A little bit late, but yeah, it's this chess series. I don't know if you've ever watched any many many chess films. There's a couple I've watched in the past, like Searching for Bobby Fischer, which over here was called um, uh, Young Moves. I think it was called uh, that. That I mean, yeah. So. I quite like a good chess film. I quite like a good sports film, to be honest. Any sort of like underdog story or whatever. Is that like Coach this, Carter vibes? Uh, well, not quite. But yeah, I mean, so this is a... So we're set in the 60s. Uh, I, I mean, I, 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 do you guys have any... any I do, yeah. Heather's, Heather's watching it at the moment. So I've seen uh, right. an episode and we did some... I know some yeah. stuff about it. Yeah, so set in the 60s. It's. I mean, the basic setup is it's uh, about uh, an orphan, orphan girl who um, is sort of a bit quite alone and she's uh doesn't have any friends and she's taught chess by the janitor at this orphanage and then it's about her like growing up and it's kind of about chess it's a lot of chess in it but it's mostly about like her sort of dealing with all these emotional issues in her childhood and uh, she has a lot of like addiction issues and stuff and it's that that's like pretty much what the most of the, the show is about but it's 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 like it's one of those shows where it's it, it's not like it's not incredible like it doesn't blow your socks off or anything but it's just really easy to watch and quite well done it's like has some fun you know because it's all set in the 60s it has some fun sort of well 60s and 70s has some uh you know fun scenery fun music like the music is great ca- characters are good yeah I, so yeah i mean 
That's it, good. basically. I've got much, much more to say about it. It's basically what you would imagine it is, because if you've watched any sort of sports film or like chess film, whatever, it's basically that sort of thing. But it's done really well. It was based on a book originally, um, and it was tr- the, the guy was uh, who the author of the book was trying to get it made into a film. I think since, I think since the early two thousands, uh, was trying to make it, yeah trying to get a film made of it, and it just never happened until it got obviously got um, signed up for a, a Netflix series. I don't think there'll be a second one because it it wraps up quite nicely. So if you just want like a quite a fun, just like it's only Binge. six episodes long or something, just binge watch. Maybe eight. It's a really good, fun, easy watch. So yeah, recommend it. Good. She, I mean, she 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 was quite um the episode that I watched. She was quite funny. As in, she was weird. Like she's a weird person. Yeah, she's she's. I don't know if she's on the spectrum or whatever, but she's definitely got like she's got issues, obviously, because she's of what's happened in her childhood. But she's 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 a little bit like off kilter compared to everyone else. Like she's not she doesn't fit in well with the rest of the. It has almost like a freaks and geeks vibe in certain parts as well, just because of like the outsider sort of feel as well. And she gets sort of, sort of accepted into this sort of chess world, kind of. But because obviously, because she's a girl. Or uh, she doesn't really fully get accepted by some people. Um, so yeah, like it's good. The only yeah. other thing I would say that I've seen is there's a really funny GIF online. I think it was on Reddit that I saw of like her when she's really young and she's just got this like, like almost like a jar of pills and she's just like chugging these pills. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. I, I mean, that made me that made me laugh, but it still hasn't made me want to watch it. But cool, 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 cool. Yeah, go on, Johnny. What, what have you been watching? Okay, so this is this wasn't my choice, but Sarah wanted to watch Pieces of a Woman, uh, which is basically a film. Wait, just stop. Wait, wait, wait. Stop, 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 stop. Pieces of a Woman looks like a good film. It looks like a good film. What do you mean it's not your choice? You don't watch that trailer and think this could be good. A heart felt really serious, though it's got Shia LaBeouf in it, and, and we. Yeah. Talk about that. Well, I, it's just it's not not the sort of thing I pick out the bag. For right. it, like gritty, serious. Sounds like you. I watched Falling Down last night, which is <laughs> like an eighties car crash compared to this. But uh, yeah, Pieces of a Woman is basically about a home birth that goes wrong, and uh, the the. Uh, the two sort of partners in this who are played by Shia LaBeouf and Vanessa Kirby, uh, them trying to come to terms with the sort of the the death of this uh, child and also the potential going after the uh, midwife who came to, to assist them when they were having this home birth. And yeah, I thought I wouldn't like it. I don't think it's my favourite film, but it's quite interesting. It touches on a subject which um, I'm not mega familiar with. Interestingly, the film touches on um, some domestic abuse issues uh, with Shia LaBeouf playing that character. And it's come out in the press recently that FK Twigs has uh, had some allegations uh, uh, to Shia LaBeouf about that same thing, which I've listened to the Louis through. Uh, documentary with her about which is quite goes into more detail about what those things are so yeah it's quite an interesting dynamic 
because only knowing that sort of post watching the film, it kind of changes the the aspect of of watching it. But uh, if you can kind of box that out, because it at the moment at the minute is allegations, um, but still should be taken seriously. Um, it's a worthwhile watch, and I think it touches on some interesting topics. Is it like my marriage story? I got like real marriage story vibes, but I wasn't sure whether it was going to be like that or not. It probably is like that, but I've not seen it. Again, it's not my choice of of film, but for some people, it's probably a good watch. So far, everything I've seen Vanessa Kirby in, she's pretty much fantastic in everything I've seen her in. Like she's really good in The Crown. Um, but yeah, just some good. She's she seems like she's going to be like pretty much a, a staple now. I think for the next few years, I would, I would have thought. She's doing a lot of big films. Fast and Furious. She's, she's good yeah, 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 Fast and Furious, yeah. Decent station sister. And back to you. Back to me for this. Okay, I'll quickly mention The Farewell. I watched that on the weekend with Mel. Oh, yes. So, yeah, The Farewell, I mean, I'm not talking about it much. You already talked about it before. All I'll say is that it's a really good film. Yes. I really, I really loved it. Yes. Uh, it's, again, I think you've already talked about this in the past. Quickly, it's about a real life story of a Chinese American woman whose grandma uh, is diagnosed with cancer, and the grandma doesn't know, and the family know, and they keep it from the grandma. And it's about them trying to go and spend time with her before she gets ill, or to not more ill. Um, the bit, the, uh, it's really, really worth watching if you if you sort of on the fence. Um, it's just really, just like a small. Fo- Fun. It is. It is fun. It's a small, like, lovely little film. Yeah. The best thing about it is just spending time with the family and sort of seeing the sort of Chinese culture. A lot of the stuff. It's similar to, um, like, if you watch like a Lost in Translation or, like, uh, even like Parasite and stuff, and you see all these different dynamics of the different cultures that we're not, we, don't, we haven't seen before, um, as British guys, or whatever. Like, seeing seeing how this family is like. Reacting to the to the news and the sort of going home and like eating together and you know, yeah it's re- it's really good I really liked it um, and quite moving towards the end that 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 was the quick one I wanted to do and I'll also do a very quick one as well before uh, Johnny goes back into his uh, is uh, I watched today I watched the first two episode of One Division which is a new show that's on Disney Plus um, in the kind of in the Avengers universe it's got two characters from Avengers. Scarlet Witch and uh, Vision, and it's sort of I'm not entirely sure what's going on at the moment because I've watched the first two episodes, but the opening it just opens up like a 50s sitcom, black and white, sort of like a very like you know fun comedy, sort of like a Bewitched or something, um, and it's sort of it's obviously not it's a bit more than meets the eye at first glance cuz certain things happen but what i like about it is um they use uh the language and, and storytelling of sitcoms like they're using like a lot of camera angles is all sitcom cuz it's supposed to look like a sitcom but then they sort of break that at certain points and to sort of try and get emphasize certain things to the viewer which is really cool so that's good first few episodes i've watched that there's two more episodes out currently i'm not sure um i think it's week weekly coming out but very good have you guys i'm guessing you guys haven't seen any of that yet no I, i'm gonna binge it probably at some point yeah, yeah. interesting it's interesting to see where it goes but yeah that's about it for me johnny back to you okay so i would potentially 
have lost the Tarantino season if I had chosen this film. But I think going back again, I would submit this film and lose and still be happy that I'd chosen it because I rewatched The Hateful Eight the other day. Oh, nice. Um, so good. <laughs> like, I watched it in three parts just because it's so long. And I know I've like commented on Aaron watching stuff in his lunch break on his phone. But like, it's all like... It's basically a uh, a Western film set in this uh, tavern um, called sort of uh, Minnie's Haberdashery, um, where all these different characters from different backgrounds are all sort of pushed into uh, a building and have to wait out a storm with each other. And as time goes on, more and more people get killed and it's just like a bit of a bloodbath. But just the way that it's paced and the way it's filmed and the amazing soundtrack that goes with it. Like it's a really long film, but I'd watch it again like this weekend. Cause it just, just there's so much great being that universe. That, that, that yeah. World. Yeah. Like it's almost so, almost so kind of, uh, depthful. Like it's, uh, it's got so much depth sort of like the shining, like the overlook hotel, like everything kind of has its place and means something within the film and there's things that are in the background which will relate to stuff that happens later on in the film um i mean there's a lot of like terrible language and blood and guts and all that kind of stuff that you get in a tarantino film but i think i'd probably choose this over kill bill if i was doing another tarantino season and i probably maybe would lose but i don't mind do you know what I find? I find since doing the Tarantino film series, sorry, the Tarantino series, I've not really wanted to watch any of his films. I feel like I'm sort of a little bit burnt out by Tarantino. Not because his films are like bad, because as you Just said, have like to wait till the next one comes out. <laughs> yeah, but I've not I've not seen Hateful Eight, and loads of people have said it. It's really really good. So I, I would like to see it because. Oh, yeah, like I don't know. You say that you would have lost, but I think it could have been a quite a strong contender because the, the soundtrack it, is phenomenal. I've been listening to it all week. Uh, er- Erico Morricone, I think, is how his name's pronounced. Morricone. Yeah. Morricone. Yeah. He's the guy who did all the like western, all the original western soundtracks, and then he came out of retirement to do the. Yeah. Do it. And he was That's like cool. st- still going like into his nineties, like making soundtracks. He's I think he's got like over a hundred soundtracks to his name. Yeah, that's uh, that's that. And then Aaron, I believe we've got something to to have a quick chat about. Yeah. So like Johnny and I both saw uh, the film Widow. Is it Widow? Widows. 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 Widows on um, Prime. And it from all, you know the trailer makes it look sick. Makes it look really really good. Who does the? Who's the director? Uh, Steve um, McQueen. Yeah, Steve McQueen. Like, you know, it's got, like, loads of good actresses in it. Like, it's got everything that sort of seems to be... You know, it's got all the pieces or, like, all the ingredients to a really good cake. Right? And was it, was it baked properly? Right. Johnny, do you want to talk about Well, it? I feel like I had a different experience to you because I, I really enjoyed it. Okay. <laughs> I thought there was a lot of aspects to it. There was a lot that was going on in a short period of time that could could have been extended into a series. Um, like they touched on things like so briefly. 
like the whole political campaign and so basically like there's this like crime group of lads uh Liam Neeson's crime group uh, they all die and what happens is their wives or in particular one or girlfriends inherit the debt from this like job that they pulled so it's more complicated than that but that's like a breakdown of it and it follows like the stories of these women and how they basically do another job that their husbands were going to do to get the money for it to pay off the debt but okay. obviously they're still grieving their lost husbands um our boyfriends or whatever and then there's lots of like plot twists and turns and it does like political stuff and you know and it tries to cover like grief and heist movies and 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 politics and everything the wire did perfectly and this film did badly um sorry it it was okay i think my personal opinion on it is it it had all these like nice ideas to be like right we're going to focus on politics cool we're going to focus on like the crime syndicate cool we're going to focus on like grieving um people cool and then we're going to have like this really interesting plot twist and all of those things are were good ideas but as, as johnny said like they literally go so this happens and then they move on so this happens like so they're dead now so grieve and then they move on to the next bit and there's no like actual character development and there's no time for like a character in the film to like let it sit or as a viewer the politics stuff i was like eh what why does this matter who cares about this and then the twist as well like was a bit just like stupid yeah it was I think it would have been better if it was extended out into a, a, a yeah it should have been a, it should have been a tv series it should have been a tv series yeah but i did like that it was all kind of condensed into a film i don't know if i would have watched it if it was a series but it's based off a book by linda laplante um who is from liverpool i think um she she does a lot of this similar type of thing and it it's probably not that i've read any linda laplante books but it might just be a story which they've tried to shoehorn into um a story that's set in the uk that they've tried to shoehorn into america or maybe completely wrong i don't know but yeah it feels like mm. kind of yeah Hans Zimmer did the score I didn't really I didn't think there was anything particularly stand out nope. with, with this score compared to some of the other stuff I think a lot of people just get him on board nowadays because it's like it's a br- it's like a brand name almost um, yeah. yeah it's not not sort of like his Nolan work but I, I enjoyed it I'd watch it uh, or I'd recommend it I don't know if I'd watch it again um but yeah, I enjoyed it. That's it. Don't put yourself through that. Just watch <laughs> The Wire and also watch Ocean's 8 and you'll get the same enjoyment. <laughs> watch it at the same time. People don't have months to give up for The Wire. On TV. Right, people should and people will have. No, you know what? People have months to give up <laughs> for The Wire because it's the most important TV program that's ever existed. Season 4 of The Wire is like peak TV. It is like perfection. Like, it is so good. I still have to watch that show. Um, you should, you, both of you uh, should watch it. Uh, it's incredible. It's like one of the best. I think I borrowed your DVD box set for like four yeah, years. Yeah, you did. And it. <laughs> um, <laughs> though season two sucks, so I understand why. Is it on Plex? Like drop off. No, it could I be d- on Plex, I don't know. Um, 
I watched a documentary series on Netflix called Night Stalker. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. About a serial killer in LA. It's, uh, if you like the, if you like sort of true crime stuff, it's really good for that sort of thing. It's a bit gruesome. There's um, they do they, they do a lot of recreations of the original science crime scenes. So basically, it's a serial killer in the eighties who would uh, basically break into people's homes at night and either kidnap kids or just kill people randomly or like it was a bit of a crazy there was no aim to it was there uh not really no he, he, he i think he, i mean i think it was something like 16 or something like 16 17 people he attacked it was really bad um but they do these sort of like uh little segments where they recreate the crime scenes in like a 3d model or whatever and the camera sort of moves around the apartment or they like do these really close-ups of like someone dropping like a bloodied hammer on the floor and it bouncing and blood sort of splattering and, and it's like really very you know interesting way of shooting it and stuff for a documentary but kind of gruesome like we've I tried to watch it with Mel and the first the first opening shot was was a hammer dropping on the floor and, and she was just like this is horrible I don't really want to watch this so if you are put off by that sort of stuff, then maybe don't. But it is a really interesting story, something I didn't know anything about, and um, it was well made. And and yeah, it's quite a fascinating documentary. I think it's I think it's four episodes, if I remember rightly. Um, yeah, very good. The the art style from the cover looks interesting. Does that carry on through into the the actual? Uh, TV show. Uh, one sec. Let me have a look at it. Uh, <laughs> no, kind of. Not, not really. No. No. That's a solid I think no. the the the, the like the, the logo is shows up a few times, but not really. A lot of it is using like original footage from the time, and then the oh, I didn't even mention what. So the the um most of it is either shot footage from the time or in interviews with the two police officers who are leading the case. Um, and it's just like them now in different places talking about, you know, talking about how it all unfolded. Um, so it is really well shot and stuff, but yeah, not, doesn't really have a lot of like that sort of, doesn't look as cool. Like obviously, yeah, I mean, there's been other films that are probably a bit more, I mean, you could probably see this being made as like a, it probably has been a, a feature film made out of it, but, um, it's not as like cool or whatever it's just sort of like this small like creepy this, this, cr- this guy sort of trying to break into people's houses and yeah it's not uh not pleasant but interesting watch so have you got anything else johnny before i nope finish us off cool right boys i have a confession to make i have gone down the rabbit hole in Korean drama TV, <laughs> okay, like I have gone down the rabbit hole, deep, deep, deep. I just want you to tell you. I want to tell you. I want to tell the world, right? I want to tell the world. Get on Korean drama TV because it is incredible, right? It is like top tier TV right, for okay. all the ages. I got some questions, right? So yeah. I've seen like 
the sort of like the Mexican uh, sort of sitcoms and stuff where it's like really like, intense, crazy. It's all like the all the Indian ones, like the Bollywood ones. Yeah. Where they have all these sort of really intense camera shots and like zoom ins on people. And there's these great, obviously these ridiculous storylines. And like, yeah. I think even in like the Bollywood ones, they have like, trying to do loads of crazy stunts. What sort of, I think that the only, the only slight like um, exposure I've had to this is I watched a Conan Goes to Korea Thing where you know Conan O'Brien goes to Korea and like yeah. goes and tracks other people, and he was in one of these shows as like a a um, sort of uh, exotic sort of traveler, or whatever. He comes in and tries to chat up one of the ladies, or whatever. But uh, it's uh, from that point from that it seems super cheesy and um, almost like an anime in some ways. So yeah, how would you describe these? What's the sort so, of tone of this right. of these shows? So. It, you you sort of you are sort of right. So they are like quite they're quite like cheesy. It's not hmm, okay. So in Korea, right? Probably like the stuff that's happening in these dramas is probably like really heavy, really serious because of like culturally that's what w- what it's trying to do. But as a Western audience, like I'm watching it because right at the end of like every episode, right? Every single episode of the because I've, I've watched one series and I'm halfway through another series at the moment. They have like a freeze frame where like, you know, something really like, and this happens. And then the, like the cast like looks really ominously into like the, you know, the camera and like, you know, they'll be freezing like one of like holding a drink in their hand or something. Or like, you know, one of the characters might be particularly like angry all the time. So like he'll, he, there's like one of the characters, in one of the TV programs, like when he gets angry, he's just really audible and it's like almost like gimmicky in a way. But I think, in Korea, that's either really, really funny or, like, they just see, like, an impassioned man being, like, really upset or something. But I see it and I'm laughing because I'm like, he looks ridiculous. Like, it's are funny. You, are you basically watching the Korean Hollyoaks? No, I think it's a bit more serious than that. Like, so the the TV program I'd like to, like, um, yeah, I'd like to sort of name drop. It's called The Stranger. And the premise for this is incredible. So, basically, this guy who's now a prosecutor in the Seoul Justice Department. Um, when he was younger, he had like loads of emotional problems. So what happened is his parents did this sort of like surgery on him and the surgery removed all of his emotion. So he's like, you know, someone will be like telling him something really sad or something really funny and he just won't react to it. I'll just be like really serious all the time. So it's really funny because he gets put into these like really so- like awkward social situations where any normal human being would be like, that's crazy. But he's just like plain faced, stone cold, not bothered. So he like stumbles upon a murder and he takes it upon himself to try and solve it. But basically the whole of like the prosecutor's office is like against him because they think he's a creep even though they don't really understand that he's just had this surgery that makes him a weirdo. It's crazy, guys. Oh, I'm not going to be able to do these things justice, but it's the best thing to do whilst you're furloughed because I just don't think anything would be as good as Korean dramas uh, to fill that void. I mean, I've been watching things like The Expanse and I don't know. I've just not had that drive to sit down and watch a film like... Heather and I have just been watching like Malcolm in the Middle and like <laughs> location, 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 and just oh, and the Great Prodigy Throwdown, which is just top tier TV, just good TV. I've just watched I'm, a lot of TV. I'm looking at some titles of some of the Korean uh, TV dramas. There's one called It's Okay, That's Love. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Another one called uh, Coffee Prince. 
there's another one called Oh My Ghost. Oh My Ghost, yeah. Uh, I've, seen, I've seen people talk about that. And what was the other one that I saw? Boys Over Flowers. Yeah. My Love from the Star. There's quite a few just... Well, yeah, but you're looking at all like the weird lovey ones. It's like serious. Like the one, I'm, The Stranger's like a crime drama about murder, like multiple murders and like twists and I feel like you're just watching like, you just Googled like Hollyoaks, Korea. I've, t- I've put uh, in best Korean TV shows. Yeah, you just need to put dramas, mate. Put dramas. So I am watching some, like there's some like, well, I'm, not, I'm not watching them, but like there's some weird titles on here. Anyway, yep, that's what I've been watching, Korean dramas. Um, and we also started The American Office today because Heather's not seen it. So. See, oh, I love that show, and Mel will, n- will just not watch it. She was just like, because the problem is the first season is not great, and it's no. very much just, just take off, just take from the original like office. Scene for scene, the same. Like it's some just of the awkward. It's, it's just really awkward. So, but like, once you get past that season, it really opens up, and it's really fun. Yeah. So I've tried to get in the past, get Mel into it, and she just will not go in there. She's a little bit frustrated, but I mean, fair enough. If it is annoying, so I, I get it. Anyway, shall we move on to the... Uh, to yeah, the let's talk about the winner of this season. Huh? Let's talk about the Lego movie. And we oh, all have already agreed. You've already texted me saying, oh, Aaron, that was such a great choice. Glad you chose the Lego movie. Best film, Western animation. Better than any Pixar film we could have chosen. <laughs> no. Yep, that's right. No, that's the, uh, what is it? Belle de Ville de Vue or whatever is going to win. Chiplets of Belle Vue. That's it. That's what I'm sorry. Yeah, Belle de Vue. So what all the listeners are here to listen to is they're here to listen to us talk about the Lego movie, which is a Christopher Miller and Phil Lord film. So they are known for like 21 Jump Street, um, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, I think. And they were supposed to do the solo film before Disney did the Disney thing where they go, oh no, we hired you to do this thing, but actually we don't really want you to do this thing. We want you to do our thing, which is conform. Um, so what yeah. they do now? Are they moving on? To, are they just like been cancelled and in limbo? Oh, I don't know. No, are they. Uh, what are they doing now? I have no idea. <laughs> oh no! Do you mean just like the films? The, the, yeah, the, the films. Oh, I don't even like. I was like, I'm sure. So just look, just looking at what they've got. They got their dead. Well, director. Sorry, I'm looking, I'm looking at the producers stuff, which is not been. They're doing. Uh, Project Hail Mary, Last Human, and Artemis, which are all probably just uh, like working titles. I would have thought. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what they're. I mean, they've, they've. I think they've jumped quite heavily into production because they did. They helped on Spider Man, didn't they? Mm. Um, and they've got a lot more. Like they did like the Batman movie. But anyway, so the Lego movie, the Lego film, the Lego, the one about the Lego. An ordinary Lego construction worker, thought to be uh, uh, the prophesied as the special, is recruited to join a quest to stop an evil tyrant from gluing the Lego universe into eternal stasis. Essentially, this guy gets this thing stuck to his back, which is technically the lid to the superglue that's being used to stick all of the Lego together. Bish, bash, bosh. He goes and saves the universe. Done deal. 
that's it. That's the film. It's really great. You should watch it. Boom. Podcast finished. Have you guys seen any like Miller and Lord films before this film? Miller and Lord. Hmm. It's not your cup of tea, Johnny. You don't like funny films like 21 Jump Street. Um, no, I've not seen that. Um, have you seen Clyde with a Chance of Meatballs? Nope. <sighs> uh, I mean, you have seen Spider-Man, which was produced by them. So there is that. I've seen that. It's just like, yeah. I mean, the main thing I can say about it is like, it's Clyde with a Chance of Meatballs, 21 Jump Street, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It did one episode, the pilot, whatever. I guess it was a show running that. Lego movie. And that, that's like, they haven't got a lot of stuff but you can tell like there's a lot of uh, there's a through line isn't there of comedy definitely yeah I think they're seen as like pretty like high standard comedy like a comedy duo if you want your film to be funny you would get you'd get um, Miller and Lord involved you know that's what Disney wanted to do and then they ruined it just like they did with um, the Ant-Man film as well they have a tendency to do that anyway um well i mean okay so yeah i i i like 21 jump street i i, th- I think it's a very very funny film um i think cloudy chance w- Cla- cloudy with a chance of meatballs was a strong contender i was going to pick that um as a choice but i ended up choosing this instead just because i think I really wanted to hear the soundtrack. Everything is awesome. And I also think it's a, we, you know, a lot of the films that we're watching, I think it's quite a good, good sort of, it looks good. It's a very beautifully animated film. And my nephews, my little nephews, like when I was around the last time I was over, they were watching it. And I remember getting sort of like really into it. And I was like, oh, I really want to finish that. Because as with kids, as Ant knows, like you, you don't really get to watch a film when you watch it with kids. You sort of pause it and, the other things and also watch it at the same time and maybe turn it off. So it was nice to sort of finish it. Do you guys have um, any experience with Lego growing up? You know, so yeah, like I played with Lego tons as a kid, but I don't remember like particularly getting any like actual sets that I remember. I remember just having boxes of Lego. Mm. I had like three big boxes of Lego. I don't know where they came from. I mean, it must have been bought for me, like as, as like, you know, boxes or you know, like, you know, like the sets or. Whatever, but I don't remember ever getting those. I just remember having Lego and just building all sorts of stuff of it. So I just get the vibes <laughs> that you're a creative builder, and you're a creative builder. So you yeah. just take the blank I canvas. Think, I think like I have in the in recent times, like for like my nephews and stuff, when we bought, we've got a Lego set for Christmas or whatever. I, I do like building the Lego set through to completion. But really, I just want to like put them all together and make like a like a James <laughs> Bond layer or something, like <laughs> layer or whatever, or, or like make some sort of crazy spaceship. I remember one time when I was a kid, I used to go to like a summer uh, school thing, and they had like a bunch of Lego there. And I remember I built like all the best pieces from all the Lego from the Lego boxes, and I built like this ultimate like spaceship that I thought was just the coolest thing ever. And then I came back the next week and someone dismantled it. And I was really sad. <laughs> oh, man, that's so sad. Yeah, I think cause I, I, I like built um, Lego sets of like my nephew. Um, and usually like we build it to like what it's supposed to look like. And then we'll just completely like go off 
and just do something mental and like add things to it and make it much much cooler than it than the original design um and like then i'll like go and i'll come back like the next day to hang out and he'll have like completely changed everything like, look i've turned it into a spaceship and i'm like i spent a long time making that look like a like you know a pretty sick other spaceship but that's what you know with kids that's what happens they just take your ideas and make them better in their imaginations i learned to drive at legoland what i learned how to drive at legoland that's where i got my uh, driver's license from what like have i not known this at Lego what? Legoland in Windsor, that's where I took my driving test. Why? Why? Yeah, why? Why? Why not where you lived? Because they do. Because they do a driving test in Legoland in Windsor, and you're driving around in a Lego car, and then they give you a a, a license completion thing in oh, a like in a Lego. Oh, oh, it's fake. fake. Oh. oh, is it fake, Ant? Is it fake? <laughs> uh, no, so I'm so confused. I thought, I thought you were like... Play shop with Annabelle. Like, is it all fake <laughs> or is it... <laughs> I thought you were like saying that you, some, you went there for like a week thing or whatever. What, an, like, it, like, an, intensive, an intensive course around Legoland Windsor. I was so confused. No, I was also confused. But yeah, I mean, Legoland's awesome as a kid. I don't know what it'd be like as an adult. Although to I never, I never went to. I always wanted to go, but I, yeah, is it? Yeah. I s- I saw on uh, Reddit today that there's this like shop in China who's built the sing, like the single biggest Lego kind of set. So it's all connected, and it's all of like the world of um, Lord of the Rings. So oh, all the cool. different areas of Lord of the Rings, the various battles Middle going Zealand. on. Uh, yeah, um, and it looks absolutely awesome. It's, I don't know, I think it's supposed to be about 20, 30 metres square. So I don't know I don't know how you'd see into the middle because it's like a big block and there's stuff going on in the middle of it. You have to get some like binoculars or something to see what's going on. But yeah, as an adult, I've not played with Lego for about 10 years, maybe longer, probably a lot longer actually thinking i am 31 now so um yeah i used to have a lego boat i used to play with in the bath oh nice and it didn't like sink no it's kind of like one of those ones where you get like a really big piece and then you build up around it to build up all the things so i mean they just had the big piece and used to fill it up and when i had shampoo in my hair i used to tip it on my hair to get out the shampoo Oh, great. That's great. So, yeah. I like that. That's, uh, Would you say that you're more of a creative builder or a, ru- a rules builder? Stick to the um. Well, the pages. I think, like, when you get a box of Lego, you obviously make what's on the box, but that's the only ever one single time, unless you take it all apart and put it back in that box. Otherwise, it just goes into the Lego box, and then yeah. you never see it again, and those instructions yeah. don't really mean anything unless you want to basically do a jigsaw puzzle and find every single piece to <laughs> to build that thing again. I th- I think when I was growing up actually thinking about it now, I'm pretty sure my parents probably bought Lego secondhand off someone cuz I don't think I remember having boxes of Lego but I never actually remember like building anything like I build occasionally would have a few things. I do remember actually McDonald's they had some Lego you could get from like for part of the half, for part of the half meals that I was like obsessed with, 
uh, getting all the pieces. I'm pretty sure it was a bat. Maybe it was Batman Lego. I can't remember. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's been a while. I mean, apart from apart from that, obviously the bit they they have the games as well that I've like interacted with a little bit, like all the video games and stuff. But yeah, I've not really touched it in a long time. Mm. Yeah. I would be exactly the same. I haven't, I, but I do have like quite vivid memories of like, of, of 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 like these things. I'm just posting some stuff from the chat. So I mean, I think you have to be of a certain age to like really, really enjoy these. But there was this like in the nineties, it was just like Lego set. I think it was like my first sort of introduction to it. it was like Ice Planet, and it was all like blues, whites, and like like bright oranges, and like rockets and spaceships and skis <laughs> and then like these like alien spaceships and stuff and i used to i remember like combining the two together and playing with them and they were just awesome 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 and i think which is going to bring me into the film a little bit like i think um the film <gasps> do you remember this yes. that and one it, that that green one the green spaceship i had that the UFO. It went yeah, the UFO. UFO. I had that. Oh. <gasps> and the little buggy thing. Yes. Yeah. See? See? Oh. See? Look. It's so, so, so good. So, right, listeners. I'll do like a... When the episode comes out, I promise I'll do a social post with these things. And then if people want to tag their Lego sets in it, um, by Man, all that, means, That is taking me back. Nostalgia like, Max, right? The little like brain cells somewhere back <laughs> in my head. It's firing right now. I was just like trying to remember it all. Oh, man. Yeah. That's and do you know what? I could not, and I'm sure they are there, but I could not for the life of me see either of these things in that Lego film. So, you know, it could have been a solid maybe 8 out of 10, 9 out of 10, but because I couldn't find them, it doesn't get that extra point from me. Sorry, I'm just, I'm just looking through Lego sets now. <laughs> <laughs> see, I, yeah, I really, this is what I did. This is why I sent you the questions earlier, so you guys could do your deep dive before you get on the episode. The Naboo fighter, the Star oh, Wars yeah, one. Nubu, yeah, Naboo oh. fighter. And, there was like, and they did like the Teenage Mutant Turtle oh. stuff like when I was yes. older. Yes, the, the fire-breathing fortress, this one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. With the flags and everything. Yeah, it's great. Oh, so good. You know, Lego's just top. It's, it, it's, you know it's universal. I want to buy some from Brandon now. Let's get some Lego. Let's get some Lego on the go. <laughs> Film. Let's talk about the Lego movie. Um, what did you guys enjoy about the film, if anything? I mean, like, there's a lot to like about it. Like, it, visually, it is stunning, isn't it? Like, it's just, it hits, like, it just absolutely nails the aesthetic of Lego. Like, everything, every element in it is made out of Lego. Like, all the animations, how how like the the rules of the animations work where they basically just like keep everything they they animate it all like a stop frame a stop frame animation in in a, in a way that you can only do with actual lego like all the explosions are actual lego all like the text and everything's like made out of lego it's just like they really really like went for that look and absolutely nailed it and it looked oh, it's just that, to me that that's the most like impressive thing about the film is like just how good it looks um and how inventive it was, like th- all the different like things he did with all the Lego pieces to try and, and like even like the animations of like s- when they're building the Lego like the vehicles and that sort of stuff is just really well done. Um, hats off to the animators; they did such a good job with this. Yeah, I think like a lot of like heart and like imagination definitely went into it. And like one of the biggest things, like I was when I was watching it, I kept feeling like, oh, there wouldn't have been a Spider-Man film if this didn't exist. 
because of like the way that it's like animated i guess and like the doubling down on the the universe the lego universe and just being like very focused and very like yeah everything like the text is made out of lego this is made out of lego all the rules of the film like all the jokes and stuff are based around the ability you know when he's doing like the morning thing where he's getting changed and they make like a joke out of that or like they need something round for a wheel and they use his head so it spins round and things like that i felt like the guys who made the spider-man film oh that's it's a good like sort of i mean obviously they were inspired by lots of things uses his head for a wheel where have we seen that before Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's the dog. Ooh. He's the dog for the wheel. Wait, wait. Was Triplet the inspiration Triplets. for the Lego Movie? Ah, what? For that, for that one sequence, maybe. I felt that the the animation style was akin to pouring sherbet into your eyes. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, which <laughs> is probably it. It probably feels okay at first, but then. After a while, like particularly in the first kind of the main world, the or the city where they're in, like it's just like an exp- like just explosions of color and l- so many thousands of different things going on in every single shot. Um, by the time it got onto like the next kind of world, like the the cowboy um, sort of saloony world. Um, Mm-hmm. Like it was almost like a slight relief to have that kind of normality and just more <laughs> tranquilness. Um, but I think like if the film is aiming towards children, that kind of just hectic, just yeah, explosions of color um, is it probably like keeps their attention and there's just a lot going on and a lot to yeah it's hard to look away at it at times uh but it is almost for me uh almost on the verge of slightly stressful <laughs> watching that those uh first initial bits and when it did come to the to uh the western uh kind of area where it's more recognizable and yeah it was just any e- slightly easier for me to digest did you get like Westworld vibes? You know, like where they go from like different worlds to different worlds. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think as well, like it's backed up by a, quite a good cast. Like you've got Alison Brie, Elizabeth Banks, Will Arnett, uh, Will Farrell, Dave Franco, Morgan Freeman, Jonah Hill, Charlie Day, um, Chris, um, the main guy, what's his name? Chris. Chris Pratt. And they all do like such a good job with each character that they've got. Um, and to be fair, like Heather didn't even Heather and I didn't even notice that Charlie Day was like the the yeah, rocket this, guy. Th- it was this time watching it that I realised I watched it at the cinema originally, but watching it this time, I was like, oh, it's Charlie Day, and it just fit quite well with his like yeah. energy he has. I think it. I think as John as sorry, um, yeah, Johnny has said like it, it. It does feel like it's got a grown up cast with a all wrapped up in a kids film and I, f- I feel like that's quite miller and lord anyway like they try and get like the they'll try and push it a little bit so that it's like we're going for like a kid film but we're gonna try and sort of edge it so that it's a bit more adult so that adult audiences can watch it and maybe enjoy it but i don't know if they actually were able to do that because it still felt quite kiddy 
Was there anything you didn't like about the film? So, yeah, I'll just echo. I mean, Johnny sort of already spoke about things that I had trouble with. And it's a double-edged sword. Like, it was visually stunning. But I think it was probably like the editing or something. It was just so fast-paced. It just felt like... It really it really felt like I'm an old man now. This is definitely made for kids. Because, like, I just felt like... This is going to sound maybe politically incorrect or whatever, but it felt like it was made for, like, people with ADHD who just can't, like... Who just, like... It's just the whole film just, like, can't stay still for, like, more than a couple of seconds. I think Annabelle would probably like it. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, like, it's just... There's only, like... I felt like there was only one point in the whole film where it felt slowed down where I could actually, like, rest for a few seconds, which was the sort of finale towards the end of the film where they go into the real world. That was, like, the only bit that I sort of could feel like I could breathe. Because, like, the whole time throughout the film, it just is just a constant, like, bombardment of, here's a new thing, here's a new thing, here's a joke, here's a joke, a new thing, new scene, new character, funny joke. And it's just, like, just constant. Like, it's just... It almost felt like... You know, we are talking about um, Spider-Man, how... Uh, with like animation, I, I think we talked about this as well with Fantastic Mr. Fox, but they're, they're able to spend so much time figuring out what the story's going to be beforehand. They can sort of map it all because you have to map it all out to know what they're going to make. That they sort of, sort of could massage the the the, the, um, the story and the dialogue and everything, and they can add all these actual jokes in because you know it's they, they can see it all out, out in the, in the open. They're not they're not shooting it all in like a few in like twenty days or whatever. They, taking so a lot more longer to make it it felt almost like they spent so much time constantly adding as much as much as much as they could into into the film like they kept adding and adding and adding and it to me it felt a bit overwhelming a bit too overwhelming and uh like i think when you what we watch it the first time i think because it just washes over you and you watch mm. it in the cinema and it's so amazing like the visuals you sort of get taken with it but for the second time around watching it i kind of yeah, it grated on me and felt a little bit annoying. Um, I did. There's plenty to love about it, but yeah, that was. It does get stuck in your head though, like yeah. the annoying things that I feel like they're almost for a reason. Like the bloody song that they they keep playing, everything is up. Like the variations of that throughout the whole, the whole film, and like you can't help but not like be humming it like the next day. Mm. <laughs> So what do you think then about the idea of the reason it's like that is because it's coming from a perspective of a child the entire way through? I think that, yeah, it makes sense. Like when you, when you, when it, it sort of, um, it frames it towards the end of what, what this is and you get like the reveal of what, what's going on and it makes sense. I still don't think that, that really like justifies making a saying, I mean, it, it justifies it in the fact that it's for kids and mm -hmm. the kids will probably like it, mm -hmm. which is like, you know, we were talking about Fantasy Mr. Fox a few weeks back and we were saying, I was saying, I don't think kids will actually like that. I think kids would like this this film. It's just probably why I, I, I would, you know, it goes down in my, I don't I like it as much because it's just so hard to watch. But yeah, I think it, it does work in terms of the framing of, of it being all from a kid's imagination. Definitely. I guess the main thing for me is like the main, the only real bit other than just saying like, you know, it, 
it was animated well or the music was good or this was bad it was good because the big thing about it is like it has a, like a the message is pretty obvious of like you should never really i don't know like if you're a parent like you should like let your kids just like have fun with lego like lego is supposed to be enjoyed for all ages um young and old i think i didn't have, didn't have like two messages though like it had that message about the sort of like breaking free of like being really restrictive in terms of what they're doing and like letting your kid go and play with you know explore and have imagination and come up with stories and that sort of stuff on the road and not just like do the, the instructions or whatever um but then there was the also what I, I was trying to figure out exactly what we were trying to talk, talk say about with the special sort of storyline and it felt like they were saying everyone's special oh yeah yeah, yeah to yeah, me yeah. it was just yeah. sort of like uh, i find that always, always a bit i mean it's a, it's a trope isn't it it's the, the trope of like the special one and the chosen one or whatever but i don't know it felt a bit wishy-washy it's like oh yeah i mean it gets nice for kids i suppose it is a kid's film i can't but expect you, too much more from it but do you not think that like the fact that he was like the whole like it got to the end and they were like oh actually you're just average but that is good uh, being average is good maybe being average is like very important as well yeah. like you don't have to be batman or you don't have to be like superman or morgan freeman <laughs> as a ghost like you can just be you and that's acceptable too like that's fine do you think that's like an important message no yeah. Oh, yeah i guess so i think like the one bit which sort of stuck in my head from the from the whole film was like when they were making the submarine everyone like all the other characters were like like doing all the building all these crazy parts to it and then uh the main the the main character the builder guy builds like a double double decker sofa and he's like why have you built that that's complete like all the other characters are like why have you built that that's completely pointless and he's like well I, it's just what i built but he built it he did what he did and he did it well and although it wasn't like yeah. dead flashy um in the end, it ended up kind of saving them when they were all in the sea, um, and yeah, I feel like there was some some message in there about just kind of you do you and try not to. You don't have to be all flashy and all like being something that you're not. Um, yeah, I guess that's that's probably the the message I'd probably try and get out of it. And do you not? Do you not think that, like, out of all the films we've watched this season, like, this is the first one I personally think that I've watched with, like, a clear message about the view, the audience and how it's supposed to try and make them feel. Mm. Like, obviously, Spider-Man touched on it. I, th I think um, this is a more agenda-driven well. film, like, that in the in the creation of the the story that they would have implanted an agenda and wanted to get out a certain message i don't think that would have been the case in triplets or um jungle book jungle book or yeah or i think um, it's a, a, a quite a new age thing to have those yeah. types of agendas probably f for maybe like the last like uh trying to think probably some of the after Toy Story 2, probably around that sort of time, when they were doing other Pixar films, I think, uh, that it was a very agenda-driven uh, agenda sort of period of films which would tick a box and kind of try and make the world a better place in the eyes of a board of 
directors. And like, do you think it's a good thing? Mm. Uh. That's a deep question, it because part of it is like I was thinking about this today. It's like a part of it is just like a company appear, doing it because they want to. I mean, it's difficult because I guess if, if if it's from the if it's from the actual creator's mind and that that's what their message you want to get across then yeah I guess so I guess it depends we don't know we don't know like the ins and outs of how it was created and stuff yeah. it might have been that the the you know the, the the studio says right we have to have this like really nice message in here or it might have been from the writers it's hard to say in it but I generally think it's it's fine it wasn't it didn't it didn't to me it didn't it didn't feel too like it didn't feel too like out out of place in the film whatever it felt like it felt felt fitted perfectly well with the story and it felt like it was part integral to the what they were doing with the story and stuff so yeah. didn't feel too crowbar did or anything I, I thought it was good I just I just I just felt to, at the end to be honest right this is the problem I had with one of the problems I had with the film is I'm pretty sure when I watched it originally on the cinema I may have gone to the the loo at one point because I don't remember the first part of Will Farrow and the kid having the conversation and walking around. The th- I remember the second part when he was, um, when, yeah, I remember the second, second scene where, where, where like they're playing together and stuff and they're building things together, but I don't remember the first part. So I think I missed that whole, whole part of the first, when I first watched it. And it always confused me. I was always like, never quite understood what was going on and like with the, with the crazy glue and all that, whatever. And then they craggled. Um, Watch it again. I mean, like I know it's a kids' film, and I, I, it took me two two times watching it to get my head around it. But I'm pretty sure I must have missed a part of it originally. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a little bit of a comment towards the fans because you do get those people who like want to perfectly build the Death Star, and then you do have those other people who just want to build just some crazy car with a well in it and a you know they've it's got rockets and all sorts of stuff and it's kind of the combination of those two um worlds trying to work together isn't it really perfect i think you summed it up really good and i don't want to add anything more because i think i think that's like good a good way to end end us talking about the lego movie until we do Johnny's film next week and completely take it apart and just lie about all the things that we've said that are nice. So yeah, do you want to mention what we're doing next? So next week we're gonna do Johnny's film, which he'll, he'll announce in a sec, and then we're gonna do yeah, I think we'll do them all in one episode. Um, yeah. We've got some stuff to talk yeah. about um, with the podcast, but we'll listeners when when we've sort of come to a conclusion, we're gonna well, it not it's all good things. We're still we're not going anywhere. Yeah. We're just you know. Uh, yeah, just gonna change. Just probably gonna mix up a little, um, little bit, aren't we? Just because you know, it's been a long winter. Spice of life is you know right in it. So yeah, Johnny, what film are we watching? So the film I've chosen to end off the Western animation season is a film called. I'm not even ta- sure how to say this, but it's called <laughs> Anomalama. Anomalisia. Anomalisa. Anomalisa. From 2015.
Oh, this looks great. Oh, I know. Yeah, I saw the trailer for this. This looks amazing. This looks incredible. Oh, I hope it's got like loads of like really like loads of awards. It's got loads of hype around it. Looks really weird. Yeah. Oh, yeah. the puppet one. This is the one, isn't this the one that uh the directors oh so it's Charlie Kaufman, I think, was on was having an interview with Matt Commode and Matt Commode asked him about how uh about so a question about a stop frame animation in the cat and basically Charlie Kaufman got really angry with him or whatever and like flipped out on him or whatever. I think he was yeah, so had, had some really snarky comment to him and uh they talked about it a lot in the in the Love it. in the Commode podcast. They, yeah, there's a few there's, these guys have done a few things, haven't they? A few um similar animations like this. Oh, they, oh, it was the same guy. He wrote Syndicate. Oh, Syndicate Anne's going to love <laughs> this. Yes. <sighs> oh, gosh. Uh, you know, again, we've already talked about it, but it'll spring back. Cinedoki, uh was the film that Ant walked out on uh, <laughs> when we were watching it, when we were younger men, still men, but younger men. Um, I still really rate that film. I still listen to the soundtrack today, so... I'm just a little person. Johnny, you know, if the listeners want to contact us and tell us how amazing or bad they thought the movie quest is, they can reach us by... So on Instagram, you can find us at the movie quest, or you can send us an email at podcast at themoviequest.com. Perfect, perfect. That's, that's all we've got for you. Um this week uh with the movie quest podcast but thanks so much for listening we really appreciate it and we'll see you next week or next episode for the one that i can't remember the name of that's anna melissa, anna melissa. that's anna melissa. right that's the podcast signing off ciao bye Everything is awesome. We're not going to be able to get that in time, am I? It's just going to be a mess. Mm-hmm.